back to the pool gets ditched. Post Hawaii trip. Uh, we're both still a little tired, but we're, we're gonna bust this out. Gonna talk footy. Get back in action. As always, it's Chad and Michael, and I'm still feeling a little mahalo, but <laughs> it is it is wearing off. Um, the last yeah. the last day that we were there, uh, you departed. You know, a day prior, but. I got so sunburnt that last day, Chad. Oh, it was no. it was pretty bad. I don't know if you can tell. You probably can't on camera, but I'm still pretty pink. Maybe a touch, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty pink up here, and we were all sitting on the beach sunscreening up, and Harris set a timer for 15 minutes. I got to let it soak. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to get in the water. That's what I said, <laughs> and I did, and then I paid for it. Um, paid the price. Not severely, but it didn't feel great. So. Yeah. Um, but we're I was tanning. actually surprised, like, we all did pretty good, yeah. You know, with, with the sun um, and not getting burnt right away. So mm-hmm. at, if it's at the end of the trip, like it's still a win. You Last did day, good. whatever that like sunscreen paste from Whole Foods was, that, that I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was not a not a Whole Foods thing. I would get not again. It. That wasn't it. <laughs> but anyway, um, good to be home. Glad to be back on a routine. Uh, our vacation was awesome. Shout out to Miles. I know he listens to our podcast every now and then. Yeah. So this is for you. This is for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into things. I'm going to pop my beer because I've been thirsty ever since we've been updating our points. Uh, I am drinking a, a Youngling Golden Ale. It's um, kind of an East Coast staple. There's a lot of beers out there. I don't even know if they bring these to California, but it's pretty good. Yeah, and then my, uh, my little souvenir, I love Hawaii oh, uh, beer nice. magnet. So that's what we're using to open. <laughs> Very nice, very nice. Um, I had to capitalize on the uh, limited availability of the Summerfest beer mm. from uh, Sierra Nevada. It's nice, light lager for the summer. <sighs> Refreshing. I feel that. Cold. Cold, yes. <laughs> Most important. Yes. All right, well, let's jump into the Women's World Cup here because it's been a minute since we talked about it. Um, I thought... The semifinal games were super exciting, really out of the last four teams. No one really had a good idea of who was going to take it all. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, there was probably a tier list, and I do think the finalists were probably on the, the upper half of that list. But honestly, it could have gone either way for any of those teams. Super close games, um, fun, exciting matches, great PKs. Uh, yeah. Pretty dramatic, I think, in terms of Women's World Cup. Yeah, I mean... This is like the perfect advertisement for the women's women's game, right? For like, sure. if, if none of these games are too dull, I think you know, even through the group stages, I think everything was mostly exciting. Um, but yeah, especially these later stages, like, I mean that that France Australia game mm. and it came down to the PKs and crazy, it just, just what like 10, 11 rounds of PKs or something like that, like nuts well whenever you make a keeper change at the end of the game it's like okay you, you better be on it um and and both keepers were on it i think the only real mishap there was uh arnold missing missing a pk but then coming right yeah. back and saving one and then getting disqualified for the save and then doing it again it's like wow that was a crazy <laughs> sequence of of three shots yeah. so yeah, that 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 whole shootout was like made for a movie for sure yeah yeah i feel like i i wanted at that point australia to win it all just because of how dramatic that was and we were actually watching that game in the airport at five in the morning i don't know what i don't even know where i was at that point we were watching the game live and that was super fun because chris and i were getting hype while waiting in line to get on our plane i'm sure people are like what the hell is going on with these two uh but yeah that was super fun but let's let's talk the finals um 
England, Spain, I would say probably the best. They were, you know, one, two out of the best five teams we probably saw. Not too surprised. Yeah. Those were the two teams in the finals, especially how England won last year. Um, and Spain just kind of rolling through. The really only hiccup was Japan, which I yeah. think you and I were on agreement that Japan was probably going to win this thing a couple weeks ago. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so uh, super consistent for both teams. It, it didn't seem like England had a challenge, though. Yeah. Um, that was my only thing with, with England's tournament is, like, they never really had to come up against anyone too big and they still sometimes seem to struggle to get through games like i mean they clearly didn't lose the whole time except for the final so they did well but like wasn't overly convinced by them Mm -hmm. at any point but they're handling teams too it wasn't it it seemed like they were on cruise control for a majority of the tournament Mm -hmm. um but then spain you know they had to go through a tough dutch team um, you know, they had to fight off Japan and then, you know, that five, one loss, I think against Japan was just like, Whoa, the wake up call. I, yeah, think. I think it was. Yeah. It was almost similar to kind of Argentina when, when they were in a, a weird phase and they needed to pick it up. And it's like those tough games in the group stage just kind of give you a little bit more urgency mm-hmm. for games in the future, rather than the teams who kind of walk on through, don't get challenged till the end. It's like, I don't know. It's kind of unexpected. At least that's what yeah. the vibe I got from the England squad. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like, it just just the different levels of energy, especially in the final. Like, Spain looked really up for it. England's maybe less so. Like, yeah, they were definitely in the game, but I think they're playing more into Spain's game rather than trying to play how they wanted to. For sure, and I do think the intensity picked up, um, especially after. The Earps PK saved. It seemed like mm-hmm. England was like, okay, it's time to go. But that only lasted, honestly, a couple minutes. They yeah. they were running so hard. They looked so tired. I mean, the, the injury time, what was it at? It was plus 13 or something? Something like that, yeah. And I feel like a majority of that was used for more injuries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know. I, I just wanted to see a little bit more from England. Like, they, they had two maybe three times where it looked like they were finally getting the momentum and turning it on um but then they just struggled to play out of spain's press and yeah would just boot the ball downfield give it right back to spain and then momentum's gone spain's you know back on the attack and um yeah you know a bummer for for english fans but as a neutral in that situation i thought it was still a pretty good game so i agree and it's (laughs) okay it's kind of nice when england doesn't win too we just yeah USA just gets to hold on to that, uh, I don't know, that championship caliber over them. And it's, I feel like England's always striving to win something, and they just mm-hmm. have struggled, men or women. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, USA has some has some work to do, I think, in the future <laughs> if they want to be back in that, in that uh, realm of top teams. I mean, it's crazy how many other teams right now are just booming in terms oh, yeah. of in terms of how much money they're putting into the women's game, and and they're just kind of. I don't want to say they're surpassing us, but I, they definitely did this year for sure. So yeah, they got some work to do. I, I, I think this whole tournament would probably have been, you know, USA's kind of wake up call um, that, you know, they're not, it's not like them and Japan as the top dogs and anymore, like Netherlands and stuff like all these other countries are kind of building their, their women's side of the game and, you know, investing well. And I don't think the U S is, really changed what they've done um but i there's not been a clear shift of 
you know, the, the, the old guard to the new guard, right? Like, it, this team was still kind of older, more experienced players, a handful of young ones, but then, like, you're still trying to pull Rapino in and, like, I, I, I don't know, you want her to just, like, win the whole thing in these limited amount of minutes she's actually playing. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see where USA goes. I don't think they will stay down too long um, just because our women's team has been pretty dominant for so long. I think they'll they'll look to get back to winning ways pretty quickly. Yeah, the world caught up to us. That's That's for mm-hmm. sure. And I think, you know, the 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 women's team was even like they put themselves on a pedestal mm-hmm. like right from the start of this tournament saying you know we're the team to be and you saw all the i probably saw the comments coming out from other yeah, teams yeah. saying like oh yeah they were cocky as hell and they got put in their place so deserved Fair enough. yeah Fair kind of maybe <laughs> um karma yeah you could say that too <laughs> So and, and all the marketing around it of like three P we're the team to be like women's world cup is on, but it's just the USA. Oh <laughs> God. Yeah. That, that can't happen next time around. There's no yeah. way. Yeah. That got a little bit too much for sure. <laughs> is there anything else you want to talk about as far as the women's game go? I know there's late drama with Spain, but we don't really need to dive into that. Go look that one up on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think just, you know, it, it was a fun tournament and, um, you know, it, it, World Cup men or women is always fun, and you know if if the women's game could make the, the strides from this World Cup compared to the last one, it's already like a pretty big jump in, yep. in quality and, and fun. Like, just keep it rolling. Let's let's get the women's game up there more and. Cool. I'm, I'm in. I like to watch. Imagine if it was on a time zone where we could all participate in like party. It would have been way a way different energy to it as well. So the yeah. fact that at least record number TV viewers were coming in at whatever the times were midnight, 3 a.m., 5 a.m. Like that's impressive yeah. themselves. So if they would have sure. if they would have been on normal times, it probably would have been booming even more. Um, so yeah, I look forward to keeping up with them and 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 seeing how just the women's game progresses because it's just vastly different from the men's game oh yeah Uh, it's so it's so crazy especially the pks and where they're shooting and and kind of the whole style play it's not so aerial um so yeah it's it's cool i i enjoyed this past month so congrats to rad for being the survivor he did pull his spain flag which was neat to see on camera i went back and looked at it uh, i called his name he pulled the flag and then nice. congrats to mark we haven't said it officially yet but mark won our player pool world cup yeah. um so two columbia guys pulling in strong Oof. the midwest is coming i was telling Kristen, i was like Kristen, like i'm i i've never lost a world cup i've won epl a couple times i was like we move out here i'm like hey come join our league i'm like shit <laughs> yeah you've had your time at the top and my golden era is yeah. over yeah speaking of chad perfect segue let's do it quote me on it city is not going to win the title this year Oof, it's a hot take hey man coming when out, fans coming out early with it when yeah. i'm ready i'm ready to go i just got goosebumps I just saw the clip of a fan telling Pep, you need to make a sub, and Pep getting into it with a fan. Like, what is this? That's what Pep's doing now? I mean, look, you know, they, uh, well, I mean, the Pep fan thing, like, you know, Pep just, he's going to play however however he wants, right? And um, he's been there so long, I just think he doesn't want to take it from the fans, (laughs) even if it is in in jest. But, you know, he's, he's... 
during game time much more serious than I think you want to joke around with. <laughs> okay, but do you think that fan is partially correct? I mean, to not make any subs is, is a bold move and, and kind of a pointless move unless you really have no option on the bench, which I didn't look, but I'm, I'm sure they had plenty of option they could have went to to try and... I, 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 I guess. I mean, lead, so. here's my take, okay? Mm-hmm. City has a fucking quality starting 11. Mm-hmm. They got Calvin Phillips, and then they got Academy players. Look at their roster, Chad. I'm telling yeah. you, Ake is good. He, sh- you know, he's he's probably the next best besides. He's probably better than Phillips. But yeah. they're pretty much set right it's now true. as far as their backline goes. Now the- Stones is injured, huge. Um, Ruben Diaz is injured. I, I mean, that's just more quality to your backline. But the depth, I don't think is as, as yeah good as other squads. So you know, when they they beat Burnley, no surprise there. I think we all kind of saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, super tough ask of newly promoted Burnley to come in and beat the champions. Like that was never expected. Now, I don't think Castle played to their best uh, quality either. Uh, however, I thought City was just a little bit better than than Castle. They had a great goal by Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Um, Foden was all over the place. But take those two players out. I didn't see anything that was so great about City. Holland looked tired which is wild to think that this 23-year-old goal-scoring beast could look tired. He's playing um, Fortnite all night, you know? Is that true? Did you, did you come out and say that? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, Kovacic, I, I almost want to see him on the ball more just because he is so uh-huh. creative, but I don't I mean, think... I think you can give him a pass for now. Like yeah, he's still that's new fair. To the system. Um but I mean, yeah, like I get, you know, Newcastle kind of just set up to not just defend, but you know, not they weren't really pulling themselves out of position too often to, to try and make anything happen on their end. So it is that hard battle of trying to break them down. Um, but you know, City should be used to that. Every team they play against is just setting up in a low block to try and not let them score, and they still find a way. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I hadn't really looked into the depth too much, but, you know, looking at it now, it, I mean, yeah, you make a good point that it's uh, not looking it's great. It's slim, and, and I, I was mistaken. Diaz did play. He didn't play week one. Um, but I do think, like, sure, that fan who said make a sub, I think he was right to make a sub. However, Pep is going, who the hell do I sub? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you're in that weird state where it's like, okay, I trust my eleven. But after that, besides my, my, I guess, my defensive-minded players, there's not much to go off of. And that's why I think, without De Bruyne, this team is going to struggle just a little bit. No Gundogan anymore to, to hold yeah. off the ball and let, and let De Bruyne find that spacing. Uh, no more Mares to come in and provide agility on the wings. It, yeah. It's vastly different from the last, what, they've three-peated? So I, I just don't think this is I don't think the fourth is coming. And I know we're two weeks in, anything can happen, but <laughs> just off a of first glance, um, despite being two and zero with mm-hmm. how many goals now? Four goals, four, four to nil. That I'm sorry, that's just that's the way I see it. And uh, they might change my mind later, but you know I like hot takes, and I think that's a pretty I think that's a pretty spicy one. I mean, my my only counter here is that City 
tends to start slow and then you know pick up mid-season and just never lose again. Um, but you know that's that's off the back of a healthy Kevin De Bruyne, yep. you know a healthy, somewhat um, deep bench, you know which you know De Bruyne I think is probably a little bit worse than they've let on. Like they were I. Want, they wanted to spend like 100 million or 80 million, whatever it was, on on Paqueta, and it's like that kind of came out of the blue. Um, I think he's a good player, but if he, I don't know if he's necessarily at city level, but I think they saw De Bruyne's injury is is either serious enough to keep him out a long time, or like it's something that just will keep reoccurring. So then they're like, well, we got to find someone to step in here, and you know, Paqueta's like kind of that same deeper lying midfield creative player i mean that move i think has fallen apart with some stuff that uh some gambling stuff that came out but i don't know yeah i mean it's a hot take i'd like to see it come true <laughs> regardless of who who takes the the championship if it's not city that would be just a nice change i just think there's so much more quality i think the depth this year is going to be so important in in city Mm -hmm. had such long seasons the past three to four seasons the 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 amount of work they've put in um it's just going to burn them this year so i wouldn't be surprised if brenda doesn't come back at all this year if things aren't looking top notch for them that wouldn't shock me why not just give your best player that you did it all last year you did everything you wanted to accomplish the last 10 years in one year last year it's okay to take a break. This is I'm going to compare this to the NBA just really quick. Golden State went on their crazy dynasty run. They took mm-hmm. one year off. The next year they won the championship. Just be, I swear to you, it's just because they all got a year's rest. And now, granted, it wasn't a full year's rest for players, but yeah. that little regroup for guys who were in their 30s can go so far. So I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a year off. Um, mm-hmm. Would it shock me if they don't make top four? Yes, it would shock me. I think they'll still be top four. There's yeah. no reason why they shouldn't be with the amount of talent they have. I just think it'll be more of a um, a regrouping year as far yeah. as as far as what they need to accomplish. So I'm just grabbing, uh, grabbing my note here. I do have them finishing a second. Both of us okay. have us finishing yeah. second. I think if you were to ask me that question again today, I think third or fourth is now where I would okay. peg them. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, kind of like we... I, talk to you about at, at kind of when we we're texting just like having won everything to then motivate everyone to like let's do the same thing again this year it's hard is gonna be hard because like yeah you've been winning the league and that's almost been like their fallback victory right like mm-hmm. the the pinnacle was champions league and you know each season they would get to round of 16 or semis and then and fall out of there and like, all right well let's just win the league again you know make people happy deal. right yeah but then to like now finally achieve that that goal of champions league and everything else like i think the motivation aspect might be a little bit difficult on that like especially for the older players who are like okay well in my career now like i've hit everything i wanted to hit you know so we'll see i mean you would hope that they would come into a season you know energized and fresh and and want to win as much as they can again but that also it's a it's a long journey and a lot of games to play and yeah i don't know like i don't want to count them out fully yet because i know that they always do this but, I know. Uh, 
It's, it's week two. <laughs> yeah, you know, fingers crossed. Your take is correct. I just, I would just like to see someone else win the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves the dynasty when it's their own team, but everyone hates the team when it's uh, someone else. So that, yeah. again, I, I can't wait to see what happens. I'm excited yeah. to see how the season goes. It's such, it's been such an exciting start, um, and maybe we can kind of keep going off of this and. And, you know, we just saw Arsenal play. Um, what would you grade them today? Um, maybe like a, at a going out of 10. Yeah. Or what? Or ABCD. Uh, oh, we'll go ABCD then. Um, I, I want to say like a C. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they weren't great. Um, even you know before the red card and everything, they just couldn't really get too much going. And you know I think that's maybe more of a credit to, to Palace for setting up really well and, and staying disciplined. But um, yeah, it's not it's not the the flying start to the season like Arsenal had last season. And you know, granted, there's some positional changes in there, new players. Um, yeah, I mean, lucky to to get away with the win. I think there, you know. Pretty early red card is never good to see, and then it was like just pure sit back and defend mode. And yep. um, you know, I think I think the I think Tomiyasu's both his yellows are pretty harsh on him, but that was brutal. Uh, you know, you play with with the cards you're dealt, I guess. <laughs> Literally, the five second rule on him was so ridiculous. And then it's like every yeah. if you're gonna make that call, the yellow card specifically on the throw in, you have to. The consist- you have to do that the rest of the game. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. It is a rule. Keepers do it all the time. People, you know, mm-hmm. waste a little bit. Too, but if you call it once, you have to be consistent. So then every player who's yeah. taking a throw-in, if they're taking longer than Tomiyasu, you have to give them a card, too. In oh, my yeah. So, like, why... What, at the 59th minute, you really think Arsenal's trying to waste that much time? When he barely... He was not wasting time. I... That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, if anything, Havertz had the ball for much longer right before he handed yes. it to Tomiyasu. So, like, you know, if you want to stop the play there because the whole thing is taking too long, cool. But then, like, give that yellow to Havertz, right? Because he's really the one that was wasting time in that situation where Tomiyasu just got the ball, does, like, what, like two, maybe three Dude, looks around, and then he gets a yellow. It's like, come on, man. You got to, like... You gotta let them look a little bit. I, I get you want to get the game back in action, and you know, crowd's kind of on you too. But it's just it's an especially harsh yellow, considering the second yellow he gets too. So, yep. <laughs> Which I, I think is for me not not yellow worthy, if even a foul, because <laughs> IU just kind of turns and falls on his own. It looks like. I mean, Tommy also has like a hand kind of on his hip, but. It didn't look like he was pulling or, or grabbing shirt or anything. Dude just kind of falls over, and I get he was, like, kind of on a break, but um, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one to take. <laughs> I, I feel like the ref's face, too, when he gave him that yellow, was like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just... And it, like, there's there's been harder fouls in this game alone where no yellows were given so then to like see Tommy also get a yellow for that and it being a second yellow was just like just it's just bad but I mean I think that's 
a little bit more reflective of just the refereeing this yeah. week in general. With Wild. Five red cards. Five. <laughs> Fulham, Liverpool, it's, Wolves, and West Ham, and then Arsenal. Phew. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, I thought Eze had a great move in the box. I do think, you know, I'm kind of neutral here. I do think yeah. Party caught him. Um, I think I think the reason they didn't, and it's it was hard to see, but I think on one angle, I think from the end line, I think Party gets his foot to the ball first and knocks okay. it a little bit, and then Eze's um, you know knee or shin or whatever hits Partey. But I mean, yeah, that could have went either way. It could have, um, and they didn't really give us a solid like slow motion replay. Yeah. And if VAR didn't give that to the ref either, then I. Okay, like that's so hard to make that call off of that. So I understand yeah. why he was like, okay, no, no foul there. The um, the little brush up though, uh, for Arsenal's PK when Partey came, right? That's correct. Partey came in, kind of like hip bumped him a little bit, and then that's when Saka flew out on the side and, and earned the PK. Oh, I'm sorry, Nketiah. Yes, um, I thought that was fine. I didn't. I people mm-hmm. bump into each other like that all the time without the ball. Yeah. So I'm really yeah. glad they didn't pull that one back. Uh, yeah, right, right when they like showed the replay, I was like, oh, they're going to look at that little bump there. But, I mean, yeah, any of those like corner or set-piece situations, like the guys are all over each oh, other each other and stuff. So like to then nitpick it would have been just too much. But, um, yeah, and, I mean, Nketiah's like, while, yes, it's a penalty, it's one of those where like he kicks the ball away <laughs> from goal and keeper and then, you know, keeper hits him. So like... I get by letter of the law he was taken out, but really that play's dead at that he was, point. He was yeah. not going to the goal at all. <laughs> so I, 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 for a split second thought, you know, when VAR looks at it and checks it, they were just going to say no because of that, which I would have understood. Um, you know, glad to see it wasn't, and you know, it, it proved to be the the all important goal in this game. But mm-hmm. you know, I think that's uh, maybe something VAR should be a little bit harder on like it's just you could win a pk pretty easy and kick the ball the complete opposite direction <laughs> yeah what do you think uh, of what do you think of odegaard taking that pk instead of Sokka? i think it's smart um you know Sokka's been through p- preseason and stuff they did some pks at the end of the games regardless of the score and um i think he missed one or maybe two um and Odegaard has looked pretty pretty confident each time and mm-hmm. got it, got in the back of the net pretty easy. And uh, I think it's probably just good to have a, a handful of players for sure that, that can take a PK confidently because, um, like the commentators were saying, you know, the, the keeper's probably done his research and like, okay, well, if it's PK, Sokka takes it. He normally goes to this side, you know, kind of has him figure it out for the most part. But then if, if, you, if you give him the switch to Odegaard or any other player, then it's like, Either he hasn't done any research on him, or not enough to really feel confident in in trying to stop that. So, yep, I think it's just good strategy, regardless of if you were worried if Sokka would miss it or not. But yeah, and points for you in fantasy. So. Boom! Let's go. We needed that one. Um, all right. Well, well, speaking of just PKs and and missing them, uh, we'll jump to Liverpool here. Um, Salah missed another PK. Yes, he followed it up and scored. But as a fan, that's concerning because he's missed now a lot. I think now his ratio is four to one um, compared to other players on our team who are just killing it in terms of PKs. Yeah. 
it'll be interesting to see how much longer he is that man for the spot. Um, I still trust him, but the trust is uh, a little shaky right now. Yeah, it's just that hard situation too of like you want him to score it, so then he just kind of gets the monkey off the back and you know can move forward and be confident in his PKs again. But at the same time, it's like if you're offered a PK, you want to make sure you score that. So you maybe just switch him out for I don't know whoever your your backup or next best taker would be. But it's it's going to be a mix. I mean, it really can be a mix of players. Um, you know, Jota. We have uh, Diaz would step up. Hell, Gakpo. Uh, you know, McAllister, he's definitely taken a few for Brighton in the past, too. Yeah. Um, Took one at the World Cup, too. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it'll it'll be interesting to see whose call that is to finally make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, pool being two games in, I'm pretty happy with where we're at. I think our team is clicking. Um, the, the big mistake that we made uh, as far as letting up our goal today was Trent with a terrible touch. And it kind of left Virgil on a a rough island. And I don't know if you saw that goal that Bournemouth got, but him and Robertson, yeah. Virgil and Robertson bumped into each other. It was just like chaos. Ah. And it was like, and then of course they scored. And like uh, Robertson and Virgil look at Trent like, bro, like that. It was like, what was that? And luckily we had plenty of time to make up for it. And uh, nomination for goal of the week, Diaz, man. Woo! That was yeah. spicy. <laughs> spicy. Um, any Anytime you, like a player has that composure to just receive the ball and like flick it up and, and hit it and especially score off of it, it's just uh, always so fun to watch. <laughs> I love our attack. Our attack is, besides Sala, our attack is so young and so fast. Um and Sala being this like kind of like anchor rock where he's kind of changing what he's doing as far as, you know, he's not going to be that sprinter anymore down the line. Yeah. He can do it a couple times a game, but I don't think that's going to be his, uh, his MO, but yeah. man, it's, I, I really like our squad right now. And then getting Endo to kind of like cap it all off. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know anything about the guy, but well, they called him legendo in Germany. <laughs> So I'm hoping that carries on and he becomes the legend for Liverpool. But, um, you know, he played in Germany for a long time. Klopp seems to love him. He was so happy to meet him. Saw, I saw a couple of clips of him just meeting the players. Uh, super humble. He, it looks like he's just going to fit right in. So he's on the older side, too. He's 30. So he's been around for a while. Um, but I think he'll become a crowd favorite super fast. And yeah. he just kind of caps off what we were trying to do. Um, you know, the, uh, the Casado transfer saga, like, sure would have loved to have him. But now, here we go, Chad, ready for the segue. Uh, I'm kind of glad we don't have him, to be honest. After watching him give up a PK, watching Enzo miss a PK. Yeah. What, what's, was, uh... what's our over-under right now on Pochettino being uh, Chelsea's manager? <laughs> Already? Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I said it. I mean, look, look. You start your year against Liverpool, Chelsea, Liverpool, always going to be a draw. They could not play the game, and it would have been the same. Knew it was coming. <laughs> but I mean, their performance against West Ham, and I watched this game, so like, because I was just, I was interested. Like, Chelsea's is a weird. They're fascinating project idea team at at the moment. And you know they 
I think they started that game pretty well. Like they they were on the attack um, pretty good, and and you know they got the goal kind of early on, and then second half they just they just died. They couldn't do anything, and you know even when West Ham went down to ten men, it was like they it, it reminded me of watching Leeds last year where they would get down to the box and just not have an idea of what to do. <laughs> And then it just, you know, kind of fizzled out, and um, I, like, turned it off, um, I don't know, maybe 88th minute or something, expecting it to end 2-1, and then checked again, and it ended 3-1. I was like, you're you're up a, a player, like, how are you giving away a goal, especially a penalty? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Caicedo's debut... Certainly one to forget for him. <laughs> Chad, Chad, I have him. I have him I'm pretty high. I put him fourth on my list. Can I get a mulligan and maybe drop them down to seven, eight, nine? Because I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. That doesn't. Yeah. I don't know what they will do to fix their problems. Um, cause... I mean, they just, I, I don't know what, what's the project vision here? Beyond buying young and signing them onto like eight, nine year contracts, there doesn't seem to be any real like team vision. Like <laughs> they literally brought on uh, Mason Burstow. You know this guy, dude. I I'm looking at their whole roster you right don't. now. You don't. He he came from a League One team, <laughs> and they you know threw him into this Premier League game to try and get a win. So it's like go get him, kid. Talk talk about depth issues, and you know. Chelsea certainly still has it, even after spending nine hundred million dollars or whatever they've spent now since <laughs> since the the new ownership came in. <laughs> I've read they have more transfer, obviously more transfers than wins, but I think they're all double now. They have double the transfers as wins when Bully took over. Um, Yikes! Yeah, no, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense of what they're doing. I mean, it's just it's yes, it is youth. But this youth is going to take a long time to develop. Your most, your oldest player right now is Tiago, which, man, if he makes it to the end of this season, I'll be shocked. 38 <laughs> years old, he's probably pulling every hair out of his skull at this point because yeah. this, this team just, is just a hot mess. They, they, I, yeah, I don't think they have a good balance of experienced players and, like, young, exciting. They went so hard onto the young, exciting, like, potential players that... I don't know that we'll see any of those players reach their potential at Chelsea as it is now because there's just like there's no base for them to build off of. Like they're expected to get in and perform, you know, a eight out of ten, nine out of ten, ten and ten game every week. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I really don't. Um but on the flip side, West Ham, they look pretty good. I'll yeah, say. Yeah, they're, they're they're starting off strong. Our uh Pod favorite James Ward Prowse, JDP uh, debut gets the two assists. I mean, I mean, uh, Michael Antonio, his goal still just sick, burning down the the field and like. So then you're, you're quick young Chelsea players. Like, I get that this dude's big and like he can bully you around, but I mean, man, they they couldn't even cope with that and like. I don't know. Yeah, West Ham looked good. You know, they they fought well even even after going down a guy. They stayed pretty compact. No one made any any crazy 
pointless run or dribble. You know, it's um, surprising coming off of how they looked at, at the end of last year and, you know, having not made too many signings at the moment. But Yeah. I mean, they, they did hit the stride last year after winning the uh, Europa Conference. So they started out really, really poor. I mean, to be honest, last year felt like a fluke for them, considering the year prior they were a really yeah. good team. A couple moves here and there. Um, you know, losing Rice is a big one, but getting Ward Prowse is huge. Um, yeah. And obviously he's just fitting in just fine. Who would have thought this guy, this creative midfielder who was a, a freaking legend at Southampton would fit in. He could have fit in any squad and made them better right away. I don't know what the hesitation was for all these other teams who didn't want him because of his age or because they said he wasn't like like good enough. I was like, what? He's been with Southampton and he didn't know what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Am I crazy? Like, I, I like If you're crazy, I'm right there with you. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I have seen James Ward-Prowse in, in the Southampton team ever since I started really following the sport. And then, you know, okay, they go down. You figure everyone was swarming him, trying to get him out of that team. Um, whether you intend to really start him or not, like, at least... You know he has an uh, incredible free kick. You know, set-piece delivery is great. World-class. He, he performs well in his, his kind of, like, deeper midfield role, but, you know, is still creative with that, so... He's a no-drama uh, player, either. Yeah. You know, it... it he's, uh, he's experienced. I just... I don't know. I don't know what teams didn't see in him, but I'm glad he's back in the, the Premier League, um, you know benefits to to West Ham for paying whatever they paid to get him and hopefully they reap the rewards. I mean they they already yeah. did one game with them, so <laughs> I, I think it'll pay off for them. Um yeah. so Chelsea again thought they would be looking better at this point. Again, two games in, but yikes, not good. Now I will say looking at other teams, there was one team that I thought would be crashing and burning right now. And that doesn't seem to be the case, and that is Tottenham. Now I want to. This is a spicy hot take here. Do you think not having Kane on that team could potentially make them a little bit more? I don't want to say better because I don't think they'll be better without him, but just a little less pressure to to make Kane. I guess I guess Kane was the guy who got the job done, but now I feel like everyone yeah. else has a little bit more responsibility that now that he's not there and has to play a little bit harder, a little bit better, a little bit smarter. And mm-hmm. I I caught the game against Man U. Um, and God, Man U looked awful. But I also thought Tottenham didn't look that bad. Okay. I hate. Okay. I, I again, we've never like said good things about Tottenham on this pod, <laughs> and I don't think it'll happen for much longer. But I will say they did not look terrible. The ball was moving yeah. when they brought on Perisic. Thirty. What is he now? Thirty-five, and he's just doing whatever he wanted out on the wing. Um, again, it was the movement. I thought the movement was really, really good by them. And that's why the own goal happened. Um, man, you looked like they didn't know what to do. That was a bad, that was a bad man. You game. Yeah. I didn't get to watch it, but I, I saw the, like the goals and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a, a little bit what you're saying makes sense. Like, cause Kane was your, your central figure, right? Like, almost every play was going through him or, or to him. Um, and now you take him out, there's this, you know, void in, in the, the, t- the setup now. So like everyone kind of has to pitch in to, to fill that void. So, um, 
I think you're kind of onto something there. Like, I mean, they brought in James Madison too. That's and like, that's the big one. It's a big one. He he creates a lot. Um, you know, gets the ball in, in the dangerous situations and stuff. Um, I I still think they they need someone to kind of fill the goals that Kane brought though. Like, Richarlison's not really doing it. Son, if he can get back to like a couple seasons ago form, can certainly do most of the heavy lifting there. Um, but I mean, Kane was bringing you know thirty goals a season, and and sometimes the only goal to get them the win in the game. Right. Um, that's that's the big question mark for me still. Um, but I mean, to to put two past United and make them look terrible is is pretty good, <laughs> pretty good return for the day. <laughs> Cannot believe how bad they looked. I just Luke Shaw looked like the only one who was trying his hardest Oof. out there, and. Uh, with with the, yeah. with the temperament on Bruno and Anthony and just these players who are just like I don't feel like ego driven. Yeah. When they go down or struggle to find the space or, or if they get a huge bump, it's like they just crumble. Man, they're soft. That's what that's what yeah. I would say about them. They're really soft. Yeah. Um I mean I I, I don't like Rashford as the, the striker. Me too. I think he's much better coming off the wing. Um but again, they don't really have an option there right now. That they signed that signed uh, Holyund or, or whatever his name is, but he's kind of unproven. Yeah, you know. So I don't know if he's going to come in when he's fit and and light up the league or anything. Um, you know, I, I haven't watched any, but I've heard Mason Mount still is looking pretty bad. Didn't look <laughs> awesome. So you could have put anyone else in that in his spot in that last game and you would have been like, okay, what's the difference between this $50 million signing and this random player you brought in? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely a big question mark there too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's early, but I think there's definitely some cracks in Man U. I mean, even their game against Wolves, um, you know, didn't seem to really light it up too much. <laughs> You know, they, they got by on a, a goal from Varane, which, you know, sometimes is all it takes. But, yep. again, you're Anthony, you're Ashford, Bruno, Garnacho. None of these guys are scoring at the moment. And that's kind of a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think we do need to go to maybe the scariest team at the moment. I agree. I know who you're talking about. I just got goosebumps again. <laughs> Uh, you know, two weeks in, both games, 4-1, Brighton, cruising, cruising. <laughs> Dude. Ugh, this... I just, year after year now, I don't know how they're doing it. Like, they lose some key players in the summer, bring in some weird no-name people that no one's ever heard of, or in this case, a young, sprightly James Milner at, at right back. Damn right. <laughs> and man, yeah, they're just, they look great. I mean, Luton Town, you know, first game in the Prem, so maybe maybe that adds to it. But I mean, even against Wolves this week. Handled. Shoof, yeah. Um, my, my third and final nomination goal of the week, Matoma, looking yes. like prime Messi out there, knocking defenders off, sprinting past them, no problem, and then just slots it home. Man, that, that goal was... I see. Oh, that was so good. Um, 
I want to just, I want to like, I'm going to actually, I'm going to write another note. Like, <laughs> uh, Matoma. I'm just going to be like Matoma's goal. Because I'm just going to start comparing like any sprint goal, solo goals like that, where you just take off and do it by yourself. That always holds a little special note for me because you can, you can, sure. you can carry, you can carry a team like that. And when you have one player that can do that, and then you have other guys coming in, like the young Ferguson that everyone's dying to get right now. And then you got 29-year-old Sully March who really had a fire lit under him last year. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. that's, a, that's a player right now that I'm surprised aren't on more of our fantasy teams. Um, he was on my list, and I, you know, I, I wish I made that change, but I have Matoma who's doing excellent too. Um, mm-hmm. you know, one goal, two assists to start the season despite March's three goals. That's not much of a, that's not much of a difference for me. Um, but that that team is connected. That is a, that's what Chelsea wants. Yeah, for sure. Like this team, even, even with their changes, like, you know, they lost Sanchez in the back and they're rolling with steel. Um, you know, this and CISO kind of made a appearance here, there Mm -hmm. last season. And now he looks like more part of the team yep um you know yeah matoma and march on the on the wings has been perfect like i think they got a really good balance right now of of the experienced guys and the young guys um and just exciting players right like matoma's kind of went under the radar for a lot of last season and then like people took notice and like here he is again, start of the season, you know, starting with the bang. Um, you know, Ferguson looks like he's going to be a real threat. Uh, Estupinian just, like, didn't hear much about him last season. And all of a sudden, like, he showed up in our fantasy league this season. and I, I, I noted him last year a couple times. He had a goal or two here and there. But I, the partnership with him and Dunk, Dunk is so solid in the back. We've known yeah. that. We've seen that for a long time. I want to say he's been in our fantasy league for the last, it feels like 10 years. Always, someone's always, it, it feels like it's been, it probably has been that long. And, and I think the, the chemistry behind those two players, you know, Dunk knows, or I guess Estupion knows Dunk has his back, which is why you see these yeah. crazy runs so far up the pitch from him. Um, I, I mean, they all just, they all know where they're going to be. That's what it seemed like to me. They all know, they all trust each other. I mean, how often last year we see Brighton players get mad at one another? Never. It seemed like ne- it seemed like never. Um, so that's that's a team right now that I would love to replace on my top four uh, to get Chelsea out and put put them in. And you know we can kind of we can go on Brighton a little bit more, but Ashton Villa showed up this week too, and I feel a lot better with you know how they played and, and kind of mm-hmm. four goals. That's that's a big one for them. Yes, it was against Everton who. I'm gonna double check my list here. I'm pretty sure we have them getting relegated. We didn't. We didn't put them in our relegation zone. That was a mistake. I think Neither Everton. No. <laughs> we had. Wow. We had West. I think we just forgot about them. Honestly, I, I think we thought they got relegated, and we, we just forgot. Yeah, I agree. Um, they look awful. Uh, Calvert Lewin hurt again. I don't know if you saw his face. Did you see it? No, I did not. Oh, well, Google that really quick and see what's wrong with his face. Um, It looked like he was in an MMA uh, fight with, uh, I don't know, who was a big fight. One of the fights, he got socked in the face pretty hard, and his cheek was like golf ball size. He was bleeding a lot. Um, (laughs) Yeah, what the heck? I don't know. I haven't seen him post-game. I'm I'm bringing it up right now, but it it did look like he, oh, oh my God, that's awful looking. Yeah. 
it looks like he has a jawbreaker in his upper cheek. Yeah, um, that's crazy. So he might be out for a while. You take him out of the picture, and he didn't play much for Everton last year. I think if you take him out of the picture, you're screwed. Yeah, I mean, already last season Everton just squeaked by, and I mean, I'm I'm sure they've made some signings, but nothing of note that has come across my desk, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised we just kind of forgot about them in our uh, in our prediction. I'm telling you, I thought they got relegated. That's my bad. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad. Uh, Villa looked much better this week. Um, you know, we were kind of hyped on them initially, and then Newcastle kind of, <laughs> kind of made us second guess ourselves for a little bit there. But yeah, Newcastle's quality. So I mean, I know we didn't really get to talk much about that game, but Newcastle, I think they deserve that win. They they have the the quality to put five one on a team. Yeah. Um, I think obviously Villa can do the same since they just did it to Everton. Uh, you know, losing Mings probably screwed them up a little bit. Um, sure, yeah. When you when you lose your rock of a defender over the last decade, that's got to like shake things up a little. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see how they how they end up bouncing back. But at least this is the start of something for them. Um, they're still, I think, super capable of at least getting to top six. To- mm-hmm. Top four again will always be a struggle for any team. But I-, I think the balance of the league right now is totally like shifted. Where I don't feel like we have this huge top six. Like you're going to be top six anymore. I feel like the bottom yeah. the bottom seven through 13 are just going to really shake things up. Um, so good on them for, for finding the victory against Everton and they go against Burnley next. So I think okay. again, very capable of, of taking them and possibly doing the same thing. Cause they looked, they look good. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of holes with what they're doing right now. And if Martinez playing the way that he does and pinging long balls and finding the outlets, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I still, I, if I, I'm not going to change my top four right now. Obviously, Chelsea's the one I want to move, but I'm still confident that Ashton Villa could make it. Yeah, I, I think if they can just get uh, T. Elements kind of up to speed. And like, yeah. Like, the last couple seasons at Leicester, was, he was pretty quiet, but, you know, the times before that, he always played well in that kind of creator role. Um, so I think if, if Emery can get him back to, back to that kind of role and, and that performance, then... Uh, you know, this Villa team will just be even more threatening. Yep, yep. I think take out that first game and uh, they'll be all right in the long run. And then the last game we kind of didn't talk about, I guess we have a game on Friday too, um, was the Brentford game. Just quiet, get the job done. Um, Easy peasy. Nice 3-0 win in Waymo, <laughs> doing what we, honestly, what we thought he would do. We were, yeah, yeah. We were there, we noticed. Uh, <laughs> with, no, with no Tony, like someone had to step up and we were partially right on that end. So, yeah. Um, but no, no Ben me to start either for them. He's still out. Yeah. Um, Is he injured? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't look. Yeah. He's got a little knock. Uh, I can tell you exactly what's going on with him in a second here, but I think they had him projected to be back at the end of this month. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. On the 18th, Ben will undergo check Saturday morning on the calf injury. He suffered in preseason. His, he is set to return uh, next Saturday. So, okay. so he should be back in. Um, the partnership with him and Pinnock is excellent as it was last Solid, year. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. <laughs> so that's got to feel good for Brentford to have those guys coming back. Uh, but then, yeah, the, the other game, you know, they played Fulham. Fulham, nothing too crazy. I think they're just going to yeah. continue to spiral 
after losing Mitrovic. Yeah. Not not a lot of good things going on for them, uh, if we have to be frank. But And then we saw Matt Turner get his first EPL victory, which was super cool to see. Watch that yeah. on the plane ride. Good for him. I think he's going to be a, a pretty good fantasy pick. I think so, too. I do. Um, Forrest, on the other hand, I don't know how they'll do in the long run. Um, mm-hmm. I do like their striker, though. Remind me his name. Oh, uh, Awanyi? Yeah, he's he's a dude. He's going to be like kind of the next, for me, Antonio. He's just big, yeah. bulky. He's going to be in your way. He probably should have had two goals in this game. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think Forrest, I think we put him in our list to maybe go down. But if I had a like miss two week change, I wouldn't put them in that anymore. I think I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, yeah, they're looking okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think as long as their key players can stay fit, like Awanyi, Gibbs White, um, Brennan Johnson, Willie Bali is has been playing now, so like he's he's big in the back there. Oh, Serge, um, Serge Aryer did great. He's yeah. he's actually a player that I would like to maybe throw in our uh, next best. Um, cause he was, cr- he was crossing balls in with some swerve. He was making runs down the line for good outlets. Um, he is, I want to say on the older side right now for the team, so. uh, at least God, if he's, if he's not 30, then uh, we're no, 30. Okay. So I was going to say he's, like, he's young. He's young. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. It must be nice. It must be nice. Um, I just remember him from back. Oh man. I think he was on PSG, but I feel like even before that he was with someone was he with someone he else on, in the EPL? He was on Spurs. Tottenham. Okay. Yeah. 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 But he didn't yeah, do that great he, over there. No, it didn't go that well for him. Um, and then yeah, I think he went. I think it was PSG. Afterwards. After that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Force might be a little bit of an underdog situation this year. I don't think they'll go like too crazy, but mid table uh, for me. I think I think they'll stick around mid table. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and as of now, we got five teams with zero points. Uh, Sheffield, Lutton, Burnley, Wolves, Everton. I think the three newly promoted teams, no surprise there. But Wolves and Everton? Wolves. What are you doing? Well, yeah, for real. Wolves, I'm like, okay. I, I They struggled last year to start the season. They hung on. I could see them shifting around with some other teams. I want to just lock Everton in now. They got nothing going for. Them. I know we already talked about it a little bit, but eesh, not well, look, good. Next next weekend is Everton versus Wolves. So oh, real relegation. Oh yeah, early on. let's get it started early. <laughs> um, I did see a funny post after the Everton game. Uh, I don't know if it was on. The, I think it was probably on the Everton subreddit because I was going through all of them, and it was a it was a dog laying on its bed with an Everton collar on with a game in the background. The, the the, the, the title post is just, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, take, take that off your dog. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. All right. Uh, look, two weeks in, season started. Season's rolling. No, I know. We're going. I'm here. so happy. I can't wait for next Saturday morning when I just get to wake up and drink coffee and sit on the couch and watch games. I'm like, Ooh. we're so close. And you got... Newcastle versus Liverpool on Sunday. It's a big one. Let's go. That is a big <laughs> one. I hope I can watch it. Family's coming into town. We're going to be busy. Uh, yeah. What time What time is that game? Do you have it on hand? Um, 8.30 my time. 10.30? Okay. Maybe a little brekkie. A little brekkie yeah, game for the day starts. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we do a breakfast out and watch. Um, all right, Chad. Do we get on to our nominations here? 
I think so. Okay, doke. Um, I think we start with team. Team. And I got two. Okay, go for it. Um, the, the one to probably no one's surprise is Brighton. Just because they put on a molly whopping on the Wolves. Um, they're playing the best out of any team right now. If we had to take a whole segment on every every team in the EPL. And they're just clicking all, on all ends. Uh, every player is hustling for every ball. So I think they deserve to be the team of the week. My second one would be Tottenham. Never like giving Tottenham praise. But hey, you got to do it every now and then. Taking down Man U. Uh, pretty, yeah. big, pretty big deal for them. I feel like that could be a huge... Um, momentum booster for them in the future uh you know taking down a big name like that early in the season i don't know it kind of puts you on a different level a different perspective on how the season might go especially when you lost your best player oh of all time can we say that yeah. harry kane yeah. best best tottenham player of all time um and to come out with with that type of style of play and and the movement um i think they deserve to be in there too so let me hear yours and we'll kind of do a little debate on it um, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely have both of those. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with both of those, actually. Like, I would probably lean, mm, I want to say Brighton, but, like, they played Luton Town and Wolves, so, like, they should win, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where Spurs drew with Brentford and, you know, then took down United, so... I think just for kind of the the unknown of entering this season, what it was going to be like, I'd be good with Tottenham just because, like, I mean, a, a draw opening day against away at Brentford is, is pretty solid. Um, and then, yeah, to follow that up with a home win against United, it, you know, answers to some extent the, the question marks people had once Harry Kane left and, you know, once the new manager came in and all this. So... Um, I think Tottenham earned the, this uh, this team of the week nomination. I'm with you. I hate doing it, but I'm with you. Yeah. Well, you know. Get too early. Yeah, don't got to worry about them later. Yeah, there you go. Get them out of the way. <laughs> uh, all right. Why don't you start us off with player? Player? Yep. Um, I'm going to throw a shout out to Dominic Slobberslai. He He's not scored or anything, but dude is holding it down. Yep. Um, he, he's performing really well. I saw a post the other day that he, someone said he's like a Gerard regen because he made the same little bit, like a, a run through the midfields. Um, was that, is that when he shot too? It was after the run? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Cause yeah, so he's just, he looks great. I think he's, you know, fitting into that Liverpool midfields right away. Like yep. it looks like he's been there a while already. Um, I'm afraid once he starts to get his shots off, <laughs> what will happen? But um, yeah, he definitely gets a shout for for Player of the Week. Um, definitely. I mean, him. He, he he was a big reason why the Jota goal came in because it was a rebound tap in. Um, yeah. Great hit. You know, it's like curl it a little bit more, and that's going in goal. And he's only 23, Chad. So. Everyone's going to have to deal with him for a long time. Man, I'm jealous you guys got him. So happy. <laughs> so happy. Um, and my other shout-out was going to be Sully March. Ooh, you know, okay. one game in the in – the or one goal in the opening game, uh, two goals this weekend. Um, you know, like you said, he's, he's kind of been a different animal. Um, I have this graphic. Someone compared him 
his performances pre Roberto De Zerbi and after, um, and just his everything per ninety has basically gone up like x3 like it, yeah. it, it's kind of crazy his you know his dribbling's gone up his, his shots have gone up goals have clearly gone up um even shots on target like before he was 0.44 per 90 right now he's at 1.04 so like granted you know uh sample size is still smaller compared to the before but that's he's on a great trajectory and yeah. you know he, he's getting the goals too for brighton so that was a big um, reason why I put him on my squad last year was strictly the shots on target because he yeah. was just he. It was like some I remember a couple of games it was like six or seven, yeah. and it's like he's 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 a great poacher, um, and so I I do have him on my list as well with uh, a slash for Matoma, um, March's goals right place right times how I felt for him again sure, that takes yeah. nothing away with how he plays and I just thought uh, for me Matoma was the the engine that game mm. with the goal and assist. Uh, but March again was the one capping it off too. You know, without those two players, Brighton might not win four um, one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're in agreement on March. I think Zabaslai will have that opportunity to get it and yeah. be and be solidified in it. It's coming, but I think March, at least for the first two weeks, has earned it. I know we'll go on a one week sample here, but he killed it this week. He's the one with the, he got the brace. He's the only. I think he was the only player with a brace. Um, I think so. So you know when you score and your team wins, you you definitely deserve it. But there are a lot of a lot of goals and assists for players this week. Um, it won't shock me if Matoma is on our list soon uh, yeah. <laughs> for this because he's just he's just going to be a monster too. So if we're in agreement for March, I am I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah, I like that pick. Awesome. And now let's move on to goal. Uh, I said my three nominations as we were kind of moving. We did I did Alvarez, Matoma, and Diaz. Um, do you have any? Um, definitely those three as well. Um, just looking through real quick to see if anything jumps out. Um, no, I think like those are kind of the best ones that I saw this mm-hmm. week. Like, definitely like some other good goals, but like these three, I think were just the clear standouts. Yep. Um, the Alvarez goal. I'll just be straight up. Number three for me. Great load up, great, great yeah. uh, accuracy. I, I think Pope could have done better though. Yeah, that was my only hold up with it. Um, he got a he got I, a finger he got a wrist on it almost, but his yeah soft wrist. I, I think he just yeah. I don't know if he jumps late or or what, and I, I think the ball might have been like kind of curving away a little bit from him. But I mean that you're right there like. You gotta, you gotta, gotta save that one. At least tip it away. Yeah, a full save. You know, um, still a great goal, but I, I think yeah, number three for me as well. Uh, this is like one A, one B for me. <laughs> I know. Um, look, in my heart of hearts, I'm on that Matoma goal because I love those goals where they cut through guys and run down and score. Um, but I mean, Diaz with, with those little uh, little setup and. <laughs> kind of a bike like <laughs> I, I, i'm gonna be honest i think i think the matoma goal could be the goal of the year for him i think mm-hmm. diaz could do better i know that's crazy like that was yeah. an amazing goal by diaz but it will not shock me if he does something even wilder than what he did um yeah. great setup great finish but from start to finish matoma he did he did all that that was him yeah. he is yeah. him <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I, I'm definitely leaning towards Matoma over over the Diaz goal. Um, We're such little fanboys of Brighton. Oh God, they're just so good. They're, <laughs> they're so, so fun to watch. <laughs> can't you can't hate on them? Yeah. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. They they've got time, but um, yeah, I, I think Matoma takes this one. Just it, like you said, it was that messy esque run. You don't see that too often. Not no, that you see awesome. the Hicks often either, but, you but he, know. Did, he did it from like the half line. Yeah. And then yeah. said, peace. I'm going to outrace all of y'all and still score. <laughs> it's, it, when they do it by themselves, it's always just a little extra special for me, but <laughs> Diaz kind of did it by himself too, but he was, you know, right place, right time. Great flick, great control. Yeah. This is, this is a tight one. I don't think I've ever, I mean, yeah. if we go back, I'm sure there are, you know, we had tough, uh, tough debates on who should win it, but this one feels really, really close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, you're confident Diaz has better in him. I, so I, I'm telling you, dude, the dude's a freak, and he's only he's 24, which he seems way older. Oh, um, yeah, wow. I, I'm pretty sure, unless he's 25 and I missed a year, but I'm pretty sure he's all right. He's 26. The whole last oh, year, wow. last year screwed me up. Still super young yeah. though, same age as Matoma. Um, yeah. We'll see them. I guarantee these two guys might be in a debate for the goal of the week over like next over. yeah I, I would not be surprised if both of them are there <laughs> yeah, um so yeah I, i'm happy with matoma this time if we get to this point where we're in a rough debate um maybe we'll default it to diaz mm-hmm. all right that settles that um anything else you want to bring up anything else you want to talk about i mean we got next game is friday uh chelsea lutton i'll be watching very closely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah, and that's kind of it. Like, yeah, yeah next week, Newcastle Liverpool is probably your big game. Um, Brighton Everton Wolves. I mean, relegation relegation battle. battle. I think Brighton West Ham. I'm interested. Ooh, I, will, that, yeah, that I, I think good. that could be uh, an interesting one. Um, but let's let's we'll leave with this. Who you got, Chelsea or Lutton? <sighs> um, it's a I trap. Think since since Chelsea's home, I'm gonna lean to them. But just barely, just because the home advantage. <laughs> Could you imagine Lutton's first Premier League win against seven hundred million dollars spending Chelsea? Like, yeah, I'm not counting it out. It could definitely happen. <laughs> the scenes, Chad. The scenes. <laughs> then, then we have to have a real talk of if uh, Pochettino's sticking around. <laughs> that will be, yeah, that will be a decider. Uh, what? It, okay. Last, last bit. If Chelsea loses, is Pochettino there on Monday? Um, I want to say yes, but (laughs) the fact we have to think this hard about it, yeah, has got to be terrifying for Pochettino. I mean, yeah, in my head, like Chelsea keeps going on about their endless like long projects. Said that last year, long term deal sort of situation. So like. There's going to be a lot of lows before there's a lot of highs, so you got to kind of get through this. And you know, Pochettino's a, a good manager to have, um, but but <laughs> we know Chelsea likes to win now and not think about the rest. So <laughs> it could happen. It it could be. Uh, I don't know if it, he would get sacked, but it's definitely going to. You'll start seeing the articles of like, it's coming. There's been talk. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. All right, Chad, with that, I think we're uh, good. Episode 41 in the books. 
Yeah. Uh, week three of Premier League. We'll see uh, next Sunday, hopefully. Uh, there's no game next Monday, so I think we could probably get our yeah. stuff together by Sunday and, and release this for the people. But with that, um, welcome back to the mainland. The Hoolies yeah. are back. A uh, little sad about it, but also back to normal life. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, with that, Chad, uh, hooligans are out. All right, peace, peace. Well done, well done. Hour and eight. <laughs>